Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Treewalker Talks, Fodder, the other, other white meat. Alright, we'll get into it with the Homestead Update. I got a lot, a lot of scribblings and scrawlings on my uh, piece of paper here. And yes, I still do this the old style way. I actually have a small notebook that I write each week's episode number, kind of the format on how we do it. And then that way during the week, if I'm like, you know, I kind of want to talk about that, I can just scribble it down and go with it. It makes doing the podcast a lot easier. Um, this week, I scribbled it all down last night and this morning. Um, this is Thursday morning, um, March 9th, 2023. In case you cared, you should get this up tomorrow. And, well, let's get into it. Okay, so it's been warm. It's been cold. It's been rainy. Not really too snowy. We've had all the weather here, but that's Ohio. So um, we've got a listener up in Michigan, um, and I'm pretty sure they're getting a lot more of the cold and a lot more of the snow than what we are. But the cold's supposed to come back in, I think it's tomorrow. We've been enjoying 40s um, at, and during the day, some 50s, but mainly 40s, and then 30s at night. And then I think tomorrow we're supposed to get a high of 24. So, you know, that is what it is. It, it hopefully uh, all the plants outside will fare decent. Hopefully, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, I've been sick. Yeah, last weekend I got pretty much nothing done again because just being sick. And um, I don't know if I've said this before. I'm pretty sure I have, but um, I could take most things. But when my throat's bothering me, I'm the biggest baby there is, um, and that's what it's been. So when my throat's bothering me like that, it's hard for me to sleep. And when you don't sleep, like you're up every hour or so because of drinking too many fluids or because your throat is hurting, then you don't get much sleep, which doesn't give you much energy. So it was kind of a around-the-house kind of weekend last weekend. And this week has kind of just been getting myself up and getting to work. But I do believe, other than a little bit of pain in my chest, which is probably from the post-nasal drip, I do believe we are on the kind of way back up. Let me get a sip of my coffee. Okay, another big thing is uh, I've collected quite a few eggs, and I do believe I have seen them. Oh, there's the dog shaking in the background, one of them. Um, do believe I have seen the two remaining silkies we have mating. So I have started had started to collect the eggs. Hopefully they're uh, good, and they just went in the incubator this morning. So hopefully in, you know, three weeks or so we'll have an update and we'll have some chicks. Uh, three to four weeks, just depending. Um, still have not got to, I guess this kind of goes in the projects a little bit. Oh, we got a little puppy with the zoomies. Um, well, uh, I've been wanting to build my own um, incubator. And I have two of the, I don't know, the kind you get at Tractor Supply or Family Farm and Home. One I got for free and one I did buy originally when I was starting the quail. And I have the rails for them and everything, but I kind of want to build my own. And I will sacrifice one of those to kind of put on top to help with the heating. But I also have a heat mat that will go in there. Um, hopefully I can get to that here soon. I'm just kind of planning on making it out one by 2 some plastic. Um, this won't be a what's laying around here. This will be a purchase. But I've got pretty much everything except for the foam board. The plastic now because I used the plastic I had. And um, one by 2s so hopefully that'll be, oops, bumped the mic. That'll be an upcoming video. Because um, 
I don't think our regular barnyard mix. Up, oh, the, the dogs are playing and getting a little rough. She's got the zoomies. She's running back and forth. That's the big dog. And by big dog, she's the um, beagle. Gracie, are you all wound up? Our two dogs are the beagle, which is her name's Gracie. And she, she's, I think she's three years old. Um, but we just got a puppy that is a Cavalier Spaniel King Charles something um, toy poodle mix. So it's a Cavapoo. And, but it's brought out the puppy and the, the older dog too. So they have lots of fun. She just has to watch it because she's a little bit bigger and sometimes she slams into her a little hard when they've got the zoomies. Which they're doing right now. They're running from chair to couch to chair to couch. But okay, back to back to the podcast. Um, I don't think any of my uh, other chickens—they're actually the real good laying eggs. Uh, I don't—I I thought some of them were roosters, but it sure doesn't look like it because I don't hear any crowing from them. And quite a few of them have kind of—it must just be that breed. And the ones that actually survive the hardiest. Oh, hey, settle down. Survive the hardiest are the ones that were the no-name ones. Dollar. Okay, let me hit pause on this. Okay, well, they've settled down just a little bit. Let's see if that works. They were running right by me and bumping into me and stuff, so um, maybe, maybe not. Okay, um, where was I on that? Um, they were just in a dollar bin, and they're the ones that actually, I'm pretty sure, started laying early and are doing great, but their, uh, their comb on top looks bigger, and a couple of them were bigger than the others, so I thought they were roosters, but it sure doesn't look like it. Um, and the silkies do lay eggs and you can eat them. They're just smaller, um, not as prolific layers. So, um, we use those a lot more for like 4-H, um, FFA, fair, that sort of stuff. And truthfully, if it starts getting to where I can actually produce them good, I might even try to sell some of the, um, chicks. Uh, maybe even some of the, uh, eggs as hatching eggs, that sort. We'll see where we get to. Um, like I said, that was the flock that got hit hard too um and we're only down to two of them now but we'll see how that goes and see how many uh, we actually get hatch out of this one plus their eggs really i think are just perfect for boiling to have hard-boiled eggs to use for like snacks or even pickling because they're a medium-sized egg so it's kind of kind of good for that okay um the projects yes i still have not got to the workshop it is like the bane of my existence right now because I have so many things I want to do and I keep blaming that I can't do them because I don't have the workshop. Um, and some of it is. I mean, it is winter. I'd like to set up a couple grow areas in there and get my saws set up in the back so that I can actually start doing some woodworking, some crafts, and on my other persona, the KIGM, maybe even some miniatures and try to sell those. I have lots of ideas for side hustles to try to make things easier and so i'm not so dependent on the job i mean i'm not quitting the job don't worry you know i, I wouldn't do that but just like right now we have zero overtime and i kind of got used to the overtime so things are a little bit tighter um but that kind of goes in the next one i'm planning on where i want to put uh, grow beds for duckweed hopefully azola but it's not doing so great and watercress so i'm kind of looking at putting some shallower um like wood structures with pond liners over them. I just have to figure out, since it does have 
I, I think I got it figured out, but since it's going to have weeds in them, or weeds, plants in them, um, and if it gets rained on, I want it to be able to drain out without having to worry about losing those. So I think if I just put kind of a, a drain down, you know, say make it double the height I want it to be, and halfway up put a drain in, and a couple spots with, um, like, screen over it or something so they don't go out, that might work. And I'm, uh, I think to do that, I want to put something around it too to keep them from clogging it up. So I've got some trial and error. But that we'll get more into the duckweed in that when we get to the main topic. But kind of working on that. And if I had the shop cleaned out, I could actually start some of that stuff in there now and set up a mini uh, hydroponic system or, sorry, aquaponic system with some fish and get them going. But that's the plan for the winter. And they might, if it gets good, I get going good enough, I'll use them for myself and maybe even sell some. Like I said, side hustle, side hustle, side hustle. Okay, what's growing? Well, um, if you're watching the video side of this, I'm going to try to put some pictures up. But the sweet potato slips are up. Um, this is my first time ever doing them, so I don't know how they're supposed to look. But they got real big real quick. So, yeah, we're going to have to cut those off and get them in some water. And hopefully get some more. The herbs and onions are doing good. I'll put some pictures up of those too, hopefully. Um, outside, I don't have any pictures of the tulips, but they're coming up. I am hoping this cold doesn't knock them out. They're in areas where frost shouldn't hurt them because they're kind of covered a little. Like some of them are actually under some ivy out there. So hopefully that'll do good. And the garlic is actually coming out of the mulch. And I'll put a picture up of that, hopefully. Um, other than that, I don't know. Let me get another drink. My throat's starting to go. Ah, Java. Okay. So, um, other than that, I think that's it. That's starting to grow now. Um, I'm going to start planting some more things. Um, I really had an awesome, huge Amish paste tomato last year. Um, they just grew huge, and I saved them. Um, hopefully, the seeds will still be viable, um, because I just threw them in the freezer. And that should kind of stratify them, too. But uh, So, what I'll do is pull them out, and when I'm processing the tomatoes, because I haven't done that yet, for this reason... Um, some of it was being a little lazy and I went, you know what, it'd be easier to just pull seeds right out of that. And then they're starting, that would be the second generation grown on here. And the more you do that, the more you actually kind of change it. And it is an heirloom. So it's going to be the same every year, you know, hopefully less it cross pollinates. But so then eventually you'll actually have your own tomato, you know, so it would be like, um, the tree walkers, um, tantalizing Amish paste tomato or something but it will actually if you keep growing it year after year on your property it will get used to your growing conditions your climate and your soil and everything and you'll actually have your own I hate to say hybrid but your own kind of version of it so that's kind of what I'm trying to do with a lot of the stuff I grow out there squeaky chair okay the main topic fodder the other other white meat what do I mean by that I mean on my farm, I grow a lot of excess plants to use to feed um, sometimes the chickens, um, usually not the quail. Um, some will go to some of the mealworms that I have growing, which those do go to the quail, especially, and the young chicks when I'm raising them. Um, I gotta stop saying them, don't I? I probably say that way too much. And, but... A lot of it is that it goes to the rabbits. So I'm turning that green plant material into meat. 
you know, if you're raising the rabbits for meat. If you're just raising them for fair of that, you know, you're just cutting your, your bill down. But the chickens, I will throw a lot to the chickens, and I'll get to some of the things I will put in with the chickens, but those are a little bit longer season and not constant. Okay, so several of the things that I grow, and these are kind of all the same, and I'll cover each a little bit. Um, New Zealand spinach. It's not really spinach, and I do believe they're considered a weed in New Zealand. But it, it's good to eat as for a human. Um, I've tried it. It's got a different flavor to it. Um, I had real good luck with it two years ago. Last year, I had none of it come up. So I don't know what happened there. The seeds are actually pretty big. Um, but two years ago, man, it, it was like I fed it to the rabbits almost every day, and I hardly put a dent in it. So that grew great. Um, and I am in Ohio. Um, whatever zone that is, is it 6, 6A, something like that, Northwest Ohio. So, you know, check your area for what's going to grow, cause especially the next one, kale. Um, kale grows like crazy here too. Let me get another drink. Um, let me pause and clear my throat. So, last year was really good for kale early, and it kept being good, but then I got a worm infestation, and it was just decimating the kale wasn't horrible it just made it so that we lost the kale i cut them all down worms and all and threw them into the chickens so that was a lot of extra free protein for the chickens so you always have to kind of look at the upside on that um worked out good like i said the kale was nice because uh, i like giving a mixture of greens to the rabbits but you can give the greens to the the chickens too you know if you have extra and you want to enhance their diet because they'll eat them they chickens will eat a lot of anything um shard i can't remember which it is i have out there if it's rainbow shard or what it is um i haven't had luck with that yet this year i am i kind of grew it in one last year that was a little bit shady and kind of got it in late so i need to start getting it in here soon because it is cold resistant and our last frost date's coming up uh april 27th it looks like for this year so i can get those in before that but it's going to frost after that, probably. Just, just saying. Um, Swiss Shard is the most of it. But uh, Rainbow, I think, is what I tried. Um, but that's great for the, the animals, too. Spinach. You know, we eat a lot of spinach. And a lot of spinach will come into the girls' guinea pigs. But if you have extra of that, sometimes that goes to the rabbits and stuff, too, out there. Like I said, I, I say rabbits because that was my main goal. Because I spend more feed on the rabbits when you're raising them out than most of the other animals. You know, you don't get, you get um, bang for your buck at the end, but then you're paying. To where, like with chickens, you're getting it all along because of the um, eggs. Okay, lettuce. Man, you can grow lettuce like crazy. Um, you saw last year, if you watched my videos, how easy and quick it was to grow it outside in just a, a split down 55 gallon drum. Um, Lettuce is good, but they're, you know, depending on the lettuce you're growing, some of it doesn't have a high, um, I don't know, beneficial factor to it. It doesn't have a lot of stuff in it. Some of it's mainly water. So use it, but I use that a lot more for me on my sandwiches and stuff. And I use a lot of uh, um, deer tongue and butter crunch. The butter crunch is one of my favorites. Comfrey. Okay, now there's something about comfrey. Comfrey is great. I give it to my chickens. I give it to my rabbits. Um, I would give it to the goats too, but the goats don't eat things. The goats, my goats are picky. They eat sticks, pellets, and corn. Everything else I put in, they just ignore. 
So, oh yeah, anybody want a couple goats? You know, like three of them? Just, you know, drop me a line. Um, with Comfrey, um, you know, the FDA and that, the government peoples, the peoples in suits, tell you that it's not for consumption. It shouldn't go in you. And I am not telling you medical advice. I'm not saying anything. Um, in their studies, the amount they gave to the mice that proved to be fatal and harmful to them would have been like you eating, I think, a 55-gallon drum of it in one sitting. So, you know, eh. But that said, I do give it to my rabbits um, and the chickens and that. It is a natural antibiotic, and it is really good for them. But there are some toxins in it. Um, nobody will tell you there aren't toxins in it. So if you do feed it to your rabbits or your chickens, the key is you don't use their livers because those toxins, if they go anywhere, will actually go into the liver. So, you know, it's a trade-off. Um, with chickens, I love chicken livers, but they're cheap in the store. Just saying, you know, I would rather have the beneficial parts, the natural antibiotics and the goodness to it and the free fodder or free food because, man, that stuff grows like crazy. Enough that I can save some to make some uh, salve, which I have some ready. I just have to get the video made of me making it um, to feed with them, too. So that's another good one. Okay, now I have wild grapes. I have wild grapes growing out there like crazy on my back fence. And I have been told if you give chickens too many grapes, it will turn their eggs colors. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I haven't given them a whole bunch. It's kind of more of a treat. Because I haven't got around to do much with those grapes yet. Maybe eventually. But right now, it just works good as that. And the rabbits love the leaves. So, like I said, those I, I, I give as a treat. Those aren't an everyday staple. Okay. Now, another one which grows freely in most places, unless you spray harmful chemicals all over your lawn, is dandelions. Early in the year, I will collect dandelions um, from here and my dad's place. My dad has them growing like crazy in a couple spots, and they're huge. They're free, and my rabbits love them. So the dandelion greens, they even like the, the flowers, but a lot of times I'll try to leave some of the flowers because those are a good early source for bees, and you want bees at your homestead. Now, for what I do with the tomatoes, just checking my um, listings here. With the tomato or with the chickens, I will grow tomatoes. And if I get some with blossom rot, um, truthfully, I still let them get as red as I can. Um, ones that get rot on, out of the rot on them, fall on the ground, get bugs in them, whatever, those go to the chickens. The chickens just love them. Um, is it harmful for them? You know, because some people say there's what bad things in the because they're nightshade family, bad things in the seeds or that. I've never had a chicken die from me feeding them anything. Um, so. You know, they love it. And how much can you get out of a, a plant that you would normally just be composting or getting rid of, right? Another one. If you have some squash or pumpkins that have gotten not so good, as in like they got soft spots in them, or you just like growing them and you've got them at the end of the season, um, your squash got a little too big, it's a little hard, give them to the chickens. I smack them on the... Um, sidewalk out there and feed them the chickens the chickens just love them plus those seeds are a natural dewormer hopefully if you didn't know that now you do oh, someone's drinking in the background and what i would like to turn or put into the mix this year would be duckweed azola and a couple others um those are the two basic i'm really 
the Azola, I haven't had too much luck with it here. But like I said, it, it came when it was cold out, so it could have been harmed. Um, the water's coming in has actually got algae growing in it, so I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But the duckweed, I've actually gotten duckweed before when I got some fish, and, you know, on accident, and it just took over the top of the aquarium. And duckweed's good to feed things too. I mean, you can feed it to whatever you want. So chickens, all that, especially the chickens or duck if you have ducks. Hence the name duckweed. Um, and it, like I said, it's prolific and it grows pretty quick. So that's one of the things I want to start getting those tanks going for so that I can get a source of that coming through too. Um, now, if I had more land, if I had acreage where I could actually plant some trees, drink a coffee. There is a tree called hybrid willow. And I would be planting those and I would cut them off once they got so tall because they will bush out about waist level. Unless you have it where you have, uh, say, pigs or a grazing animal, then you want to cut them off a little bit higher. But then it'll bush out, and you'll get lots of little, you know, sticks and stuff with leaves on it. You can feed that to your rabbits. And it can actually be pretty much all you have to feed them. It has all the nutrients and everything in there that they really need. Um, would I still give them a little bit extra? Probably, you know, but just to be safe. But if I had more land, I'd have quite a few of those going. There's also, for firewood, you could do the same thing with poplar, but you'd cut it off like at the ground and it would come up and wait till they get like an inch and a half, three inches thick, something like that, and then you cut them off and you can use those for burning. But the hybrid willow would be a plus if I had the land to do it. I would get it. Um, if I get land up north, there's been a couple that have come up that are good, really good price, but they're just not perfect. Um, I'm kind of sticking to my, my guns on it. I'm going all over the place here. I really want to have some water going through it or, you know, on it, like either lake, pond. Really would love to have a stream, especially if there's trout. But hybrid will, I would plant those up there and get them going and then let them just keep growing because, you know, the bigger the base, the more it's going to put out. Okay, so those are some of the things that I will use on my heart, on my homestead to help cut feed costs. And, you know, today with the price of feeding that, anything you can do to become more self-sufficient and not have to rely on the big box stores, local farmers, or any of that is better. I mean, if you can get from local farmers, great, get your grains from there. Um, I personally get something called, uh, the company's name is Kambach. It's family-owned, it's local. Um all natural stuff. They make non-GMO stuff. They make non-soy stuff. Once I get the fencing up so that the sparrows and stuff can't go in and clean me out, I'll switch back to the crumble. And that's what they offer in the soy-free because less soy is better in my opinion. But to each of their own. So, you know, the controversy with the tractor supply and all that and their bad feed. You know what? The feed I buy, which is all natural, I know it's local, but it is actually cheaper than that stuff when you look at the pounds and amount of protein and stuff i mean you go to the store and it's like 15 16 bucks sometimes 18 for that well low-grade food for your chickens i paid 19.99 for mine and it's all natural and did that other food stop egg production guess what it's winter they stop egg production anyways and i see this happen every year i i don't think it was anything to do with the feed like I said, I wouldn't be buying that feed in the first place. But you know what? If you have to buy that feed, 
you know, you, you can't afford the extra couple bucks, do it. Because at least you're getting out of the egg production and chicken production from the huge hatcheries and stuff. Not, the, not hatcheries. Producers like Tyson. Where some of those chickens never see the light of day. So, you know, if you can make it, even if you have to get something not as perfect as what you'd like, do it because it'll be better than what you're getting now from the store. Or support your local farmer. All right. I think that's it for today. I've kind of gone off on a few tangents there. But hopefully you learned something. Hopefully maybe give you a little inspiration on what to do on your farm. And I, I didn't mention it, but really, pound for pound, to get meat, and it tastes almost exactly the same as chicken. I'm not, I'm not joking. It's got a little bit of a texture difference. You can't beat rabbits. I mean, with three rabbits, say three does and one male, you could probably produce enough meat to replace all the chicken you get for a year. Um, we eat a lot of chicken here, like white meat. I like red meat, but nobody else in the family seems to. So we go through a lot of chicken. And I don't know if you've been to the local grocery store lately, but chicken has skyrocketed. What used to be on sale for $1.50 a pound is now on sale for like $2.99 a pound. So just a heads up, it's a, it's a good thing if you can get into it. They don't take much space. And guess what? They're considered pets, so you can have them in town. They make no noise. The smell isn't really that bad as long as you stay up on keeping everything cleaned out. And guess what? If You can take that manure, put it right on your garden, and it is awesome. If you don't have a garden, you can put it in your uh, planters. If you don't have those, put it on Craigslist. You might even be able to make a dollar or two from it because it is like black gold for, for farmers or for gardens. Okay, hopefully I gave you a little inspiration. Hopefully you learned something, and hopefully I didn't bore you too much. All right. Thanks for joining me. I hope you join me for the next one. And stay live out there and keep on surviving.